Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you very much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate your presence and I hope you're having a great time wherever you are. Um, it's beautiful spring day today and uh, I hope you're having a good time too. So today we're going to get down to it on something that's called left and right politics because i've heard we we've been talking about left and right and left and right and and you know it's the last 10 15 years it's this new word we never heard it growing up i remember that uh and and all of a sudden we got this american way of life left and right but no one knows what it is um and i heard i heard you know uh, an american uh, talk show host saying you know uh, there was a time when there were, you know, Roman Catholics would not sit with Protestants and, and Protestants would not sit with Orthodox and Shias would not sit with Sunnis and Blacks would not sit with Whites. Today we all sit with each other. No one, no one has a problem. We have more uh, tendency to sit with each other. But uh, someone who's who's on the left of the political spectrum will not sit with someone who's on the right of the political spectrum because left and right is the new religion. Well, what is this religion of left and right? Well, we're going to talk about this today. Okay, so in this era of very nasty politics, when everyone talks about left and right, there is there are not many people who know where this all started. So to begin with, the terms first came to be used in um, 1789 during the French Revolution, when members of the National Assembly were divided into two groups. On the right were those who supported the king. The arist aristocracy, the feudal system, religion, totalitarian economic power in the hands of a few. That is the establishment. On the left were those who supported revolution, progressive values. In 1791, the National Assembly was replaced by the Legislative Assembly, consisting entirely of new divisions with new members. The divisions continued with the moderate members sitting in the center, the defenders of the Constitution, the Ancien Regime, or the Ancient Regime, sitting on the right, and the innovators sitting on the left. In 1792, when the National Convention met, the seating arrangement continued. In 1793, following the coup d'etat, the right side of the assembly was deserted, while many remaining members who sat there moved to the centre. In 1794, or should I say after 1794, this method of seating was abolished. The original terms were only used as derogatory remarks. In 1814-1815, following the Bourbon Revolution, political groups were formed again and the loyalists to the king and crown sat on the right and the independents uh, or the revolutionaries sat on the left while the moderates sat in the centre. By 1914, by this time, the leftist groups had socialist ideologies of varying degrees, while the original groups on the left who stood for republican values moved to the right. Uh, in 1948, at the beginning of the Third Republic, the new terms were adopted for political parties and, the, and their ideologies. Republican left, center-right, center-left, extreme-left, radical-left, uh, left, um, 
uh, and in the 21st century, at the beginning of this century, the terms left and right came to be associated with specific political ideologies. Uh, those on the left were characterized as labeled and labeled their ideologies as liberal, but were the old aristocratic ideo ideologues. Those on the right were Republicans or conservatives because the evolutionaries and became the evolutionaries and the innovators. Um, this setting of different values spread all over the world where it still stands today. So basically, the right-wing parties of today are the old left, while the left groups today are the old establishment of the right. That means those who supported the king and aristocracy, aristocracy, uh, total feudalism, um, and that, all that sort. Uh, and I took this from the book, The Big Lie, on by Dinesh D'Souza. Now, where... Now, who were the king's feudal aristocracy uh, and theologians of the medieval world? They were the establishment of yesteryear. They were the power brokers, the globalists who controlled trade and commerce. They were the multinationals of the, modern, uh, of the modern era. They got a cut of every item sold and service provided on their realm. Their taxation was through the roof. Dissent was put down. Silence was institutionalized. Having an opinion was a crime. If you dared rise up against the supremacist way of life, you were sent to hell and your entourage demoralized, only to discourage them for daring to shake foundations of the ruling establishment. It was considered treason against the king. In order to get the people to submit to their authority, they invented a concept of never-before-seen God, which was forced upon subjects who were who retired. Which was forced upon their subjects. Those who retaliated were hanged and outlawed forever. There are no frontiers as we have today, and no or have no passports, no immigrations. But you were expected to submit and pay tribute to those who control the realm where you wanted to live, um, as well as have some sort of life. You were kept in ignorance without any knowledge. There was no dialogue with people who were controlling the show. The king, the aristocracy, the theologians who contracted to serve up God as a camouflage for this medieval way of life. This was considered the economics of its time. Sounds familiar? This establishment politics was what the people of the medieval era right were on the right were standing up for and protecting. Um, in reality, all they wanted was accountable um power unaccountable power um so sheer power meant monetary profit acquired by buying and selling of goods and services for just about anything including human capital the feudal lords would require their human capital to do the labor, the manual work while they collected the financial downfall. What better way than the human capital than can be used as foreign currency to further their feudalistic goals? Now, slavery was existed from way before Egyptian times. However, the word slaves comes from French word esclave, which in turn comes from the medieval word latin word sclavis from the byzantine greek from which the ethnom is for slav 
Um, the reasoning behind some of these early medieval wars, many Slavs were captured and enslaved. There exists an older version in Greek, a verb, skylio, to strip a slain enemy. That's the word used for slave in ancient Greek. All the while, the ruling class kept their subjects as ideological slaves in a larger prison of ignorance by isolating them, glorifying their agendas and their ideologies while demonizing any opposition who did not submit to them. Holier than thou uh, attitude is what they, we have come to know as supremacy. Uh, it occurs when both sides are ignorant um, thereby one of the groups is able to subjugate the other with ignorant rhetoric to suit their twisted agenda. Uh, the supremacist aristocratic way of life was camouflaged by God, king, and religion. Uh, this was what the group on the right side of the legislative assembly on, in France was defending, the original group. The people on the left who had suffocated under the feudal way of life for thousands of years wanted out. They wanted a republic with liberal values, something which the aristocracy on the right, along with their defenders, had no intention of letting them have. However, the left became socialist ideologues and formed a liberal welfare state. They institutionalized their liberalism and became the very powermongers they had broken free from under the 1789 revolution. While they kept the liberal and progressive labels, it was a screen for their modern totalitarian socialist aristocratic state of affairs. From these leftist socialist groups, we get one very famous person called Adolf Hitler and a group that we have now come to know as the Nazis. The term Nazis comes from the abbreviation of German pronunciation of National Socialist um, take the na from the national, the z um, from the socialist, uh, and you get the Nazi. Basically, left had become the old right. The power-hungry subjugating groups were all citizens of the land, submitted to their authority in an institutionalized silence. Um, where where the ruling elite, elite controlled the rhetoric um, and the money which flowed through the land. Everyone had to submit to, to their one-way street called fascism. If not, Santa came to play with them with a visit, with a wrestle of shame insults. Sounds familiar? It's, it's precisely what these modern leftist political organizations who promote the socialist welfare state uh, do. They who insist on sheer power. Now fast forward to modern times. Look all around you and today's groups are still about holier than thou. Power-hungry globalist, globalist powermongers, today, the silence, uh, today they silence the citizens by the use of the term politically correct or respect. But both mean shut up and submit. As our ancestors in the powerful empires of bygone eras, their aristocracy and theologians, they had wanted totalitarian power while everyone else submitted in silence to their identity politics, group thinking, and submission. So too, the today's leftist groups all over the world want to silence you, criminalize dissent, and any kind of opinion uh, that conflicts 
their values. They have no value for any kind of democracy. They use the term democracy as a screen only to float a monologue camouflage as a dialogue. This while having a contempt for anyone who believes in having a voice um, or listening to the people's voice. They want you to submit in the old days. Um, and in the old days, it was called, uh, it was called, sorry, I lost my track over here. Um, they want you to submit. In the old days, it was called the only paradigm they were willing to adhere to. God help you if you dead resist. There is ever ready fabricated virtuous and melodramic high ground charade where which will which they will throw at you or demoralize you with the sole intention of protecting the swamp at the end of the day it's all about having hanging on to power by hook or by crook but the simple reason being that they are ignorant they have no intentions of having any type of dialogue unless it suits their um is interest um, the modern day favorite tools are god culture religion multiculturalism uh, phobia xenophobia islamophobia victimhood only then will you understand the paradigm of the modern left they are the relics of ancient bygone empires descendants of medieval times and globalists of the modern era um, I was listening to a very good historian and economic professor from the U.S. called Thomas Sowell. In various interviews and discussions with journalists, he talked about the liberal welfare state. As for his research, in 1960, after 100 years of slavery, just 22% of black kids grew up in homes with one parent. After 30 years of a liberal state, that number has tripled. Thus, if 22,000... Percent of single-parent households were the legacy of liberal state welfare state. He mentioned, um, what sorry, what the legacy of slavery. We know the crippling increased effect was not due to slavery, but due to the liberal welfare state. He mentioned the housing projects in America in the first half of the 20th century. These housing projects still did not have high crime rates or graffiti murder rates of today none of this existed it was common for parents to leave their doors unlocked so that they were away from having two tv sets plus cable but they would not dare leave their door unlocked so he was also mentioned that dependence was seen as a key to holding slaves down it's iconic, and the same principle came up in the welfare state a hundred years later. While I'm listening to this inter interesting conversation myself, my mind is immediately transported to my native India. And in 1947, the ruling party has been very socialist Indian National Congress uh, for 60 of the 70 years, a very leftist and secular pontificating political party. Uh, they're governing such style in reality has socialist ideological uh, prison it was the modern f version of the old france uh, under the regimes of uh, kings and feudal lords the the congress uh, i is run by the gandhi family in india however the old right like everywhere in the world is the new socialist left 
Um, sorry about that. Our heroes are chosen before narrative, fed up. Sorry. Um, yes. However, the old right, like everywhere in the world, is the new socialist left, the perfect paradigm for the modern liberal welfare state, where people are fed an ideology that suits their agenda of this fake secular liberal state, as we call it in India. History has, re has been rewritten by these ideologues to suit their vested interests. Citizens are fed an ideology of hate of the other side, namely the British, the West, and anyone who did not commit to them. Our heroes were chosen for a narrative, fed up with feudalistic silence as in respect, which we then swallowed. One cannot cherry pick and nominate your heroes as well as the unisolated uh, part of their legacy to suit their narrative just to be able to run an agenda. If we do so, then we are not doing service to our intellect nor the existence of mankind. Our duty to serve to duty to ourselves is to introspect, challenge, and every point of view and uh, narrative. Um, so you see, the left and right is just a political ideology started in France with something completely different. Uh, the people on the left were pro-aristocracy, pro-feudalism. That means one person state, one man state. They suffocate everyone else. Put the, the put the drapes on and you just be you know do what you're doing but you're not have you don't have any right to talk basically the long and short of that story um and um it has now become a political ideology so if you you're on the right that means you're uh pro um pro-economics if you're on the left you basically have nothing to offer except climate change and islamophobia and xenophobia so yes uh basically the left has zero zero nothing to offer you uh con men politics and in the um and and basically that's it so uh, however, the left and right has become um, a talking point today. Everyone says if someone tells you something, first thing you'll ask if he's left or right. So it's important to know the trajectory of these uh, these terms, and it's very, very important to uh, decode them and understand at the end of the day, we're just human beings. Uh, we're nothing less, nothing more. We're currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves not the waves that form the currents. On that note, I'll let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Do the research and find out about left and right politics and share this with as many friends as you got. Thank you and have a great day.